Welcome to Vallejo's Community Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast on Sunday, October 6th, 2019. The danger is preaching. Her message on this Worldwide Communion Sunday is Holy Architecture. The New Testament lesson is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 19, and the Old Testament lesson is 1 Kings 8, verses 2 through 13. Our, our brains. Um, but I brought a couple of pictures. So this is an image of a, yay, um, a Shinto shrine. It's one of the most famous shrines in Kyoto. It's called the Fu, Fukimi Ishari Inari Shrine. Shrines to um, uh, the goddess of rice, which might be really important. So that's a Tori gate where it's upright and across at the top and fairly simply done. So that's a sign that it's a Shinto place. Next slide. Also, sometimes you'll see these paper, um, these, these white paper zigzag looking things. They're meant to symbolize lightning. You can kind of see that. And so that's another one of those big symbols often hanging on a, on a rope. And then the third sign of a Shinto shrine are, are this. I don't know if you can see there are ladles and there's water. So there's a basin of water. And then the tradition is you would dip the ladle in, wash your left hand, wash your right hand. Uh, you could pour some into your hand and wash out your mouth. You would rinse out the ladle and you would put it back. So um, that's a very, I mean, they had different sizes and that's a, that's a simple one. I didn't take that picture. That's a, that's a thanks to Google and online things. Now the Buddhist temples, some of them may have a fountain like that, but just because you see a fountain doesn't mean it's automatically Shinto. But the Buddhist temples, they were known for having these gates. There you go. I first looked at this building and thought, that is the temple. No, no, no. That's only the gate. That's only the entryway to get into the temple grounds. And often there are um, uh, statues of a thunder god and a, and a wind god who are there to scare the evil spirits away. Um, and then sometimes, let's see. What's my next slide? Oh, yeah, there we go. So um, I don't have pictures of the inside of the Buddhist temple because of this, <laughs> which in itself is a sign that the place is sacred, right? When we say something sacred, we want to set it apart. And so you don't just be like, hi, click. And so even this was a sign you're approaching something um, um, different. And so there are all these crowds of people, but there were those important signs that said, yes, there are people around, but there are still some places we want you to be and we don't want you to be. And the architecture tells you that as, as well. So this, if I had been able to take a picture, is more what I saw. There we go. Um, there's often a low wall, maybe almost the height of this wall. And you can walk up to the low wall and then in front of the low wall, there'd be a box with slats in it. That's where you could toss your money, right? And then sometimes there was, a, there was like a screen. And then the other parts of the shrine or temple are, are behind, behind the screen. So that's as close as you could sort of get to praying in that space. And so there's often an overhang, but you could just walk up to that space Toss your money in, pray right there, and then you could you could walk you could walk away. 
and even that visual kind of curtain. And sometimes it was bright outside and dark inside, and so I couldn't even tell all the things that were, that were there. Uh, the temple that I remember the most is called the Zen Koji Temple. This is uh, in Nagano. Again, that's the gate. That's not the actual temple. That's the gate. And then this next picture is B. It was raining that day. And the temple is there um, behind me. So this is in the town of Nagano, and it's one of the you know, central holy places of Buddhism because one of the first statues of Buddha that came um, got delivered and installed in this place. And then later it was like stolen and thrown into the ocean by somebody else and then it was supposedly like rediscovered. And what we found out in this place, next slide, there we go, is that there's a special festival that only happens once every seven years in which they take not the statue but the replica of the statue which is hidden behind a screen behind a door behind a curtain that's locked for seven years and every seven years they open the doors and they do you see there's that string or that rope they open the doors and they tie a little bit of string from the statue lead it out lead it past the curtain Right? put it out onto the tip of a wooden pole, right? and people come from across Japan to come and touch the pole that's attached to the string, that's attached to the replica of the really important Buddha statue. <laughs> and it's nobody has seen, right, this is, nobody has seen the statue, right? And they know that it's hidden. It's this sacred, I mean, even what's there, it's the, it's the replica of what is sacred. Now, looking at architecture, maybe we want to look back at our own Judeo-Christian history, which includes some Jewish architecture. So um, this is a recreated model of what the temple might have looked like in Jesus' time from a model of Jerusalem. So the temple is that part that you can see up front, the wall around it, and then there's a courtyard, and then there's the building inside of it. Um, and, and I looked in scripture, and man, there were chapters and chapters of this is how many cubits this section is going to be with this type of cedar, and I chose not to put that in the bulletin and have our liturgist read all of that this morning. But trust me, it's, it's there along with, um, next slide, um, descriptions of what that inner sanctum needed to have. It needed to have, um, you know, a, a lampshade and it needed to have a curtain. Do you see, this is like looking down on top of it. So you can kind of see that there was a curtain and then there was like a lamp to the left and a little thing to the right. And behind that curtain is where they would keep the Ark of the Covenant. So in the, in the piece that I did have Carol read today, the Ark is in the building, behind a curtain, behind another curtain, and that's where the Holy of Holies is. And in the Jewish tradition, on the most special of days, the most special of the priests, in his most special clothing, would be able to step inside that space. 
So we looked at some Shinto, we looked at some Buddhism, we looked at some Jewish, but we're in a building right now. What is, what is our Christian architecture say about us? What does it say about how we understand the holy? Do we have a certain place or a certain item that only Pastor Wendy gets to touch once a year? We get so used to being in the spaces that we are in, we forget what they say and what they might be saying to us. Are there, you know, so today we put up the screen. Does it bother you? Yeah? You're like, ah. I actually want it to bother you. That's why it's there, right? But does it bother you that there's a block between you and the communion table? Does it bother you that you walked in and you're like, that doesn't belong there, right? Um, I want it to bother you because, because most of the barriers I think we see that we run into are invisible. We think about what blocks people. But sometimes there are those visible and architectural things that are blocking. And so the good news for us today comes out of that scripture in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2 says that by grace you have been saved through faith. This is a gift of God. Those very first uh, gates that I showed you, those um, orange Tory gates, each of those are paid for by an individual or a company, and their names are on the back of it. They paid for their blessing. Here's, here's how much I paid. The bigger they are, and the closer they are to the central shrine, that means the more money you put in, which means the bigger blessing you are asking for. And it's only good for a year. So you get to renew every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so then I think, wow. Do we, I mean, we have some memorials, things that are given and given, but there's not like a Wendy Komori stager, she gets big blessing this year, sign in our building. There's an absence of that. Sometimes you can only see these things and you go somewhere else and you get some contrast. But listen, listen to how Paul is describing. In Christ Jesus, those of you who were once far off have now been brought near. Those of you who are far off have now been brought near. Jesus is about breaking down these dividing walls. And that's what makes peace. Remember back to Jesus' crucifixion. One of the things that happened when Jesus breathed his last was what? Do you remember this? Huh? The rending. Okay, right. It says the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Torn in two from top to bottom. There is architectural symbolism there. That's not about words. That's saying that at Jesus' death and that the blood of Jesus, that division, that division that we're looking at right there, that comes down. Because Christ is about destroying those dividing walls. And so there's no place in this sanctuary where you can be prevented from going due to our religious rules, right? Carol can stand in the pulpit, 
right? George can come join me behind this table. The choir's already up here and behind. That's part of our architecture. This is a central piece of our architecture, the table. It's, it's not an altar. Somebody, people like to call it an altar. Altars are for sacrifices, right? This is the table. This is the Lord's table. And when it's right here and set up and does not have a wall between it, it says you have access to this table. It says in its architecture, you are welcome at this table. The scripture in Ephesians goes on to say, yes, you who are far away have come clear because now I have made you part of a household of God. And, and God is the one building that structure together. Next slide. I wonder if the architecture is more like this. That for a Christian holy temple isn't such an architectural place. It isn't some place you point to on a map or visit. But it is us. It is community. That in being together around table and naming Christ in our midst, the community itself, the circle of people become the architecture, the dwelling place of God. For all of us who are relying on Christ as our cornerstone, joining together in prayer and praise, in worship and in service. And so we do that today. Last slide. There we go. It's World Communion Sunday. And a day where we come around this table, we welcome anyone new around this table. We remember that around the world, Christians are inviting others around this table to make it accessible that our God who is sacred and special can be accessed through this meal, through us, by us. We don't have to wait for seven years for that to happen. And that it is God's real presence here with us today. And so people of God Without having to expend a donation, you are indeed invited to be a part of God's family, to partake in this gift of grace that is open to you. Love, forgiveness, acceptance. No walls in the way. Thanks be to God. Amen. You have been listening to Community Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Community Presbyterian Church and its ministries, come visit us at 2800 Georgia Street in Vallejo, California, or visit our website, cpcvallejo.org. You can also email us at cpcvallejo at sbcglobal.net. Have a blessed day.